OHSU recently hosted its annual Diversity and Inclusion Awards Ceremony. Among the recipients was Dr. Sherwood McClelland for his exceptional work in health disparity research in radiation oncology. It's Tuesday, June 19th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Josh Anderson. Tracy Lamb sat down with Dr. McClelland to learn more about the importance of his research and the recognition he received. I'm here with Dr. Sherwood Woody McClellan, Clinical Research Assistant in the Department of Radiation Medicine at the OHSU Tuolity Cancer Clinic. He recently received the OHSU Diversity and Inclusion Award for Outstanding Researcher. The award ceremony was held June 12th and was hosted by the Center for Diversity and Inclusion. Welcome, Dr. McClellan, and congratulations. Thank you for having me. It's a great honor. Let's start with the Diversity and Inclusion Awards. What does it mean to you to be recognized by your colleagues as a leader in helping to bring diversity, equity, and inclusion to OHSU? I think it's more about um, what I've worked on than who I am. So I think uh, there's a saying among like good politicians that you know it's, it's not me you vote for, it's what I stand for. And so I like to think of that same way with this, that you know, who cares about me, but what's important is the work that um, I've been involved in and um, how it is um, hopefully educating people into uh, understanding uh, disparities that happen with regard to optimal cancer care and uh, providing pathways to address them. Yeah, and, and so you talked about, you know, it's not voting for you, but voting for what you stand for. So what, what do you stand for? <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, so, um, I would say the thing I'm, you know, the thing I'm most proud of about the work and what it stands for to me is to um, be able to uh, shine a light into disparities that people uh, in this country face uh, with regard to optimal cancer care. There's been an increasing focus over the past. Uh, two to three years within radiation oncology, and over the past decade in medicine in general about focusing on countries outside of America as far as evangelizing, if uh, for lack of a better word, um, kind of the American health system as far as um, granting care to those less fortunate. And one of the um, big aspects I, that I have seen that's missing is that oftentimes people within America are not included in this. And there's this assumption that because America is the richest country on earth that, well, everybody in America must be rich and everybody in America must have uh, access to care. And that's just simply not true. Um, just looking at an um, economics study look, uh, looked at incomes and uh, the top 0.1% of incomes in the U.S. is equivalent to the bottom 90%. Uh, and it, that's really, uh, that has not happened since the early 1930s, and we know what, what was going on at that time with uh, the Great Depression. So you're seeing this increased um, disparity in wealth, and, um, and that obviously translates to healthcare because more and more people are very increasingly uh, close to being a diagnosis away from complete chaos. And I think the plight of those people are what has driven the um, uh, research 
for which I was recognized with this award. So, you know, there are so many different elements in radiation medicine and so many different research that you could do, but why is it important for you to focus on health disparity? Well, I, uh, I do focus on uh, things outside disparities, uh, but disparities, I feel, is very important because I believe it is a moral issue. Uh, I think that uh, there are many motivations for people to publish. Um, I think most people publish because uh, they like doing it, they like making a difference in patients' lives. Uh, unfortunately, there are some people who publish just because they like to see their names on papers. But I believe that uh, disparity is the reason why it's so important is, I think, one, I do have uh, a significant experience in disparities research. I was in neurosurgery before I was in radiation oncology, and I did a lot of disparities work there. Um, I've been doing disparities research for more than a decade, and I felt that uh, bringing that background to radiation oncology um, would be uh, very useful, especially because radiation oncology really gives you a broad platform to deal with many people because you're dealing with literally every cancer, um, whereas neurosurgery, you're really limited to brain and spine cancers. So I felt that the, that increased exposure in Red Onc and also just uh, my experience in, in dealing with populations that uh, you know, are often uh, neglected or um, underrepresented. Uh, and those actually make up the, the four uh, different populations which comprise this uh, disparity series. African-American patients, American Indian patients, Hispanic American patients, and patients in Appalachia. All of those populations are equally American, but uh, many times uh, they can be excluded, and if you actually are able to go to you know some places um, in America, they're often wor worse than third world countries, and they just get completely ignored because it's like oh well they're in America you know. So I feel that it's morally wrong to uh, leave out those groups of people, and that is the driving force of uh, why I created uh, this series. What do you hope people would get out of reading through your research and um, and you know listening to this podcast? Well, I would hope that um, um, people who uh, saw, see the research, which is completely free, by the way, for everyone, I would hope that uh, patients read it. People, if you know somebody who has cancer, if you have cancer, if a loved one has cancer, that you will ask your doctor about radiation, uh, because oftentimes radiation isn't discussed uh, as much as it should be. Uh, uh, and so that's one thing. Uh, another uh, group of people I believe would, this will help are primary care physicians and medical oncologists. They tend to be kind of the gatekeepers of uh, cancer patients. They see them, often see them first, and they often make the first referrals. And many of them, if they you know, trained maybe 20, 30 years ago, when radiation was a lot less precise than it is now, they may be more, you know, they, they may have kind of a fear of referring patients for radiation. So I think it's important uh, for them as well to understand how the evidence has shown radiation to be uh, very uh, comparable, if not superior, to other modalities such as surgery, especially in, in um, cases that, aren't, that don't require emergent intervention. That is what I would hope. I would hope that, for example, somebody looking at the series and they remember that their grandmother, you know, talked about, oh, I had this lump on my breast, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, they'll, um, first of all, you know, say, hey, you need to, to see somebody, but also 
discuss with radiation, discuss radiation as well. So, in particular to the the health disparity angle and the the populations in which you've done the studies with. Uh, yes, um, I mean I, I believe that uh, the the kind of discussion about radiation therapy applies to all people, but I believe that because there are certain populations that are more uh, impacted. For example, African Americans have the highest um, burden of mortality of cancer in the United States. And uh, American Indians, oftentimes there aren't uh, many resources uh, for them. There's a a great program, uh, patient navigation program called Walking Forward, which is based in South Dakota, which has done a lot to help uh, American Indians and is actually the main subject of part two of uh, a disparity series. Exposure to um, programs like that and um, for, for different populations who may be neglected. For example, Appalachian patients. Um, I mean, many of them, you know, they're not black, they're not Latino, they're not uh, Native American, they're, they're white. And I, many of them may feel left out because, well, I'm not a minority and I'm not rich, who cares about me? And I think it's very important, uh, and that's, that's why they're the, the fourth and final part of the, the series, because, again, this is about uh, addressing people who may be forgotten in the U.S. Um, who are, um, you know, in God's eyes are just as important as anybody else. Through all the research that you've done and also your um, your connections with the patients, what have been the most impactful discovery you've made? I think, it, well, in this series, uh, I think one of the findings that was um, sad but interesting to me was the impact, for example, there was a Florida cancer um, database study looking at uh, breast cancer patients and found that um, African Americans were less likely, significantly less likely to uh, have private transportation. They were much more likely to rely on public transportation. And you know, public transportation uh, typically takes about seven times longer than having a car. So you, it's not a uh, it's not a stretch to understand why, you know, if they have breast cancer and they need to uh, go to a radiation clinic five days a week for uh, six weeks, that they'll be more likely to miss appointments uh, than, uh, than, than white patients. Uh, so I think some th- things like that, which are, I think are, can be remedied and, and can be helped if people kind of know where to look. And so I think that, that was one uh, aspect of this series that, um, you know, that struck me, and I mean, there are others as well, but, um, but, that, but that was one. Uh, I think just also the success of patient navigator programs like Walking Forward, um, hopefully, you know, they've, they've gotten, um, you know, government funding for years, and I'm hoping that other programs like them will be uh, able to be established in order to combat the increasing uh, disparity, uh, because disparities are not decreasing, they're increasing, and, um, eventually more and more people are going to get impacted. And I mean, the the sad reality is oftentimes, unless somebody is viewed as quote unquote important, no one cares uh, um, about whether they die or not. I believe that uh, we are all placed uh, on this earth for a reason and that every life is important. And so the series of disparities work uh, that I've been fortunate to be involved in uh, well, hopefully, you know, shed a light that, you know, we're all in this together. And, you know, when one person hurts, we all hurt. And so finally, what is next for you? One of the things I'd like to look at are 
um, different uh, uses of radiation and how it, uh, in different populations and whether certain known complications of radiation are more likely to happen in certain populations than others. For example, there have been studies that have shown that uh, Hispanic American women um, after receiving mastectomy for breast cancer are more likely to get a chest wall boost of radiation. And that boost uh, theoretically increases the amount of radiation dosage to uh, the heart. So one thing I would be interested in learning is, um, are those patients more likely to have um, higher radiation doses to their heart following treatment? So um, there are other examples, but that's one. I also love uh, the brain and spine. So uh, I'm very interested in uh, different uh, radiation modalities for treating uh, both primary and metastatic uh, tumors of the brain and spine. Great. Well, we look forward to seeing that research, and um, hopefully we'll see you again at the next Diversity and Inclusion Awards. Well, thank you very much again. Uh, I, If I'm fortunate to be nominated next year, then uh, that would be awesome. But uh, I'm very grateful for this award and all the people that uh, I hope uh, the research I've been involved in will help. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communication. This episode was produced by Tracy Lamb and edited by myself. I'm Josh Anderson. See you next week.